This is the University Seventh-day Adventist Church in the sunny Orlando, Florida. We are glad that you are listening to our weekly podcast. Our prayer is that you will be blessed and challenged by our message today, and may God lead you in the next step of your growth in Him. Here is our future sermon. Happy Sabbath, everyone. I'm going to have my other half here with me as well. Like he said, we're best friends. <laughs> and I am so blessed to be here in the house of the Lord. And let me tell you, it sounded like angels singing. I just, it was absolutely beautiful what the Lord can do right in his house. And um, I know that you all feel blessed as well because we are here in the presence of God. And we are here this morning because, you know, the Lord has touched us. And um, Sister Wanda asked me to preach. And I just stood and I looked at her and I made a quick prayer. And I said, the Lord, if this is what you want me to do, I am weak, but in you I am strong. I tremble, but in you I will not. So we need the Lord. I know that each one needs the Lord, and we need the Lord this morning. So I invite you to pray this morning at the same time that we are here presenting the sacred word of God. Let's pray. Oh God, heavenly one, Lord of Israel, Lord of Jacob, how much we need you this morning. Please touch our lips that we're going to open the scripture. We're going to talk about you, that you are the great I am that it may be your Holy Spirit that dwells in each of our hearts, and that we may leave this place knowing the Lord that you are with us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. In God we trust. I know we've seen this, right, through all our lives, in God we trust. Where have you seen in God we trust? Money, right? In money. We see it on the dollar bills, we see it on the coins, and now that I'm teaching my students in school about money, you know, I was trying, I know we can't speak much about nothing about the Lord in our schools, and Joseph knows that, right? We can't mention those things, but, you know, why is it that we can't mention it, right? That's what we're going to talk about this morning. But in God We Trust, we see it in seals, right, in, in government agencies. Like you mentioned, we see it in coins and money. So it's very important for our nation. How did our nation start? Right? Yes. Our nation was founded in the word of God. Was founded with Christian men and women that decided, look, I need a place to worship. I need a place that I can serve my God. And what they did was they founded this country and they founded under God. Why do you think we became a prosperous nation? Why? Right? Because of God. Amen. We have prospered in a lot of ways, the United States of America, and that's why we're here, because in God we trust. That's the way it was founded, that's the way it started, and that's why we're so prosperous. But what has been happening? Times have changed, huh? People have changed. And as we can see, like you mentioned, in the money and the coins. But I can ask this morning, right? First of all, before we dig deep into um, our sermon this morning, what is to trust? Think about it a few seconds. Who do you trust? Think of it. Do you trust anyone where you work? Right? <laughs> I saw people going right away. Do you trust anyone where you work? 
there's a there's a reliability or a certain trust that you have with your co-workers right certain but i'm talking about this morning full trust amen trusting god right can you trust your neighbors they might be nice right exactly we cannot trust men to trust is what is to trust trust like we said on the screen it says a firm belief in the reliability truth ability or strength of someone or something and it says relations have to be built on trust i found this in the in the uh, wikipedia in the encyclopedia and it says also that trust in other words is faith is certainty confidence assurance and think about it you narrow it down we don't trust anyone humanly speaking in the sense that when we compare them to our uh, father and savior right Amen. when you look around you we see when you talk to your friends or your co-workers who do they trust right the government what other things do people trust i hear you but i can't clearly hear what other things they said government what other things expert. right very good expert opinions good celebrities psychics mediums yes and what it seems to be one of the most common denominators it's true when people and and you all those you mentioned you're right people trust those things they trust oh i need to have money in the bank what happens when you don't have it it happened to us we both lost our jobs we had we were at a certain time without a job both of us because the Lord was teaching us, and we're going to preach this morning, brothers and sisters, and it's because I have that need. I'm speaking because of me. I'm speaking that I need to trust in God more. I have the need of God. And the Lord leads us to certain areas and certain places because we're in need of it. And my husband was without a job, and I was at the moment without a job. There was a reason for it, for us to grow and not depend on money, jobs, places, people, but to put our trust. And it, and it shakes you because I was in a job for eight years and all of a sudden, you know, um, you lose it. No particular reason. They just said you had to go. And, you know, like my wife said, I think the Lord was teaching us, you know, to me, I thought this job was going to be lasting for a long time and nothing's permanent. No job, no health. Our health can, you know, diminish. But there's promises in God and his word that lasts for all eternity. Amen. And, and we see our surroundings. You know, we look at their celebrities, famous people that have probably a lot of money, right? They're very successful. What happened to this group of family? I think they won how many millions or five millions or something that they won. And, and everybody was already mentioned. And look, they have it made for them. But is it really that way? And then I was, uh, we were looking at a website and it said here, have you ever consulted a professional astrologer or psychic? It's okay to admit it. Although some might tease you for doing so, you should know that you are in some good company. Mm -mm. There are plenty of celebrities and famous people who have done so. And this is one, one of many of them that they consult psychics. Um, there's also, which... When I read that, that part of Princess Diana, it says that she consulted them. And it mentions the people, the names of the people there that she consulted. And for a lot of years, it says that those were her, um, the people that kept her safe and secure. 
Mm. And also, when we read about, um, I was also shocked about Ronald Reagan and his wife. They also consulted. Rulers of our nation. Rulers of our nation, who are they consulting? They said that Ronald Reagan and his wife also consulted. They had the, the psychics and they had astrologers, which they would consult. And as, as you can see, why? Because they money, fame, they want quick answers. But what does the scripture say about us putting our trust in these people, mediums, astrologers, psychics? It says in Isaiah 8, 19-20, it says, When they say to you, consult the mediums and spiritualists, or spirits, spiritists, who whisper and mutter, should not a people consult their God? Should, should they consult the dead on behalf of the living? To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because they have no light or dawn. Isn't it interesting? In Deuteronomy 18.9, the people of Israel were given warnings too not to consult mediums, spiritualists. There's a reason why the Lord gave, us that, gave that promise or warning to the children of Israel. We won't be deceived and trust in these people. Exactly. And we can see that the people that did consult, what happens to them? The stories that we know. You know, the, yes, like Saul, it says that the way he died, right, because he consulted a medium. So when we do these things and we don't consult God, we're not going to have good results. Amen. We have Amen. to trust in the Lord. There was a missionary. Um, his name was Tequila. And Tequila, it says that he was a pioneer. And let me tell you, I admire pioneers. Amen. Because pioneers are people that go to different places where they have never heard about Jesus. And Tequila, he was um, living and he was going to go as a missionary to the Southern African Ocean Division. And there he was going to go and visit different tribes that they had never heard of Jesus. And this pioneer, he spent, first of all, some time working, in the, the, knowing about the area. And when he started to study about the area, it was very interesting what he learned about those people. He learned that the people believed in witchcraft. They, this is what they used to do. They, they used to go to the witch doctor when they were sick or when things didn't go the way they wanted to go, when things were going wrong. The witch doctor would chant some strange words, then throw some charms and old bones onto the ground. Then he would read the bones and charms and tell the person what the spirits thought the problem was. Sometimes the pro problem was an angry ancestor who had not been worshipped properly, or perhaps the witch doctor thought someone had placed a curse on the person, and for a price, he would remove that curse. And you know that these psychics and mediums, what do they have? A lot of what? Money. It's amazing how the Lord's way is so much different. You know, the Lord just tells us, come ye who are heavy laden and heavy burdened, I will give you rest. Amen. Rather, oh, give me money and I'll answer your prayers. What a difference. <laughs> That's true. So they also, in this tribe, people often tested someone's honesty mm -hmm. by placing a curse on them. And um, let's pay attention close to this detail because the missionary, when he goes to that area, he's going to experience... Um, something with this tribe. It says they went to the witch doctor, as I was saying, and they placed a curse on the person, and, and people often tested their honesty by doing this. And listen to this. If the person died, hmm. 
then they were not honest and truthful. But if they lived, then they could be trusted. What a high price, right? Then Tequila was eager, but listen to this, brothers and sisters, he was not afraid. He was eager to go to this place and begin talking about Jesus. He Amen. was so excited to go. And it says that Tequila, he immediately got to the village and he started to speak to everyone about Jesus. And once that was a small village, that says, he says that he had to leave that place when it was time to leave. He asked them, look, um, is there another village nearby? And they said, oh, yes, there's one very close to us. So he didn't know how far it was, but they mentioned that it was close. So that night, he decided, I mean, um, the afternoon, he decided to walk towards the other village. Late in the afternoon, Tequila was walking and walking, and it was like they didn't have bus. They don't have buses. They don't have no way of transportation. He was just, what, in the jungle. And when he was walking in the jungle, it said that he started to look at his surroundings, and he saw a whole bunch of lions. And when he saw these whole bunch of lions in the darkness, he was afraid. I mean, I would be afraid. <laughs> I don't know what I would do, but at that moment, he did the right thing. Tequila was frightened, but you know what? He says, it's not going to do me any good to cry here for help because I am in the middle mm -hmm. of the jungle, and the only one that's going to listen to me is who? Mm -hmm. God is the only one that can help him. Amen. And you know what? It says that Tequila, at that moment, he started to pray. And he began to pray and ask the Lord for his protection. Little did he know that the villagers had put a curse on him. That they had said if he would live, that means that everything that he was talking about Jesus was true. But then when they sent him out, knowing that there were lions there, look at that. And then they were not going to believe him if something happened to him. I was amazed when I read that. But you know what happened? It says that he continued walking and walking. And it says that while he was walking, the lions was walk, would walk with him, but they wouldn't get close to him. Mm. When he got tired and he rested, it says that the lions would rest too. Amen. And it says that in the dark, he would see those eyes glowing of, the, of those lions. <laughs> he would see those big eyes glowing. But he, it says that the fear that he had went away Amen. because he knew that God has sent him there as a pioneer for a reason mm. and God was going to protect him. Amen. So it says that when he kept on walking and he, he says, I, I can't fall asleep here because, you know, I just have to get to where I need to get. But it says that when it was already morning, it was, uh, he saw from a distance a village. Mm. When he saw the village, he started to run to the village and he forgot about the lions. <laughs> But he started to run to that village, and when he got to the village, the people were surprised. When they saw that man coming from a distance in the morning, out of that jungle, no way. They could not believe it, and then they started to say, but how did you get here? And then they, he told them, well, I just walked, right? And he told them he had come from the last village and that he had walked all night, but they said the savannah is full of lions. They told him, why didn't they attack you? Wasn't that a perfect moment to preach the gospel? Amen. He immediately started to tell them about God, about the, how the Lord sent his angels to protect him, 
And then the villagers, wow, they made a huge crowd right away. And the word spread like wildfire. Everybody wanted to see tequila. He was a celebrity without knowing it, right? The way the Lord had protected him. Amen. And he told them about the lions. And he told them that God has sent his angels. And that, you're not going to believe this, brothers and sisters, but we believe it because there's power in God. The chief, the chief gave his life to the Lord. Amen. And it says that probably was that rainy season, but when rain seasons um, stopped, there came another missionary, a pastor, and was able to baptize that the chief and others in that village. Amen. Praise the Lord. That is wonderful, wonderful news. Psalms 22, 4 and 5. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and you were not ashamed. Psalms 56, 3 and 4. Whenever I am afraid, what? I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? Another one that came into my mind was Psalms. The righteous cry out. And the Lord heareth and delivereth them from all their troubles. Isn't that wonderful the way Tequila was not afraid? Why? Because he had full trust in God. And he had full trust in God because God is our creator. He is our master and savior. And just to think of God as our creator and how we are floating in space, doesn't that blow your mind? Amen. Just think about it right now. We are floating. In outer space. We're not being swept by any wind. Right? I mean, this is Earth. Mm. It's a little round ball, right? And we are in the middle of space. And God is such an awesome God that he has created us in this Earth in such a way that we can breathe in here, right? Amen. What happens when we go to space? Can we breathe? And he didn't make the walls around it like hard walls. Like, if you go to space, then, you know, it's amazing the way it just flows. There's air in here. There's no air outside in space. Isn't God an awesome God? Can we say amen this morning? Amen. The God we trust and we place our trust is the great I am. And it's great to know that a lot of people may trust in other things, in mediums, in psychics, so many other things. But us this morning, who do we trust? In God. And it says, Psalms 27, it says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, right? We can say some trust in money, fame, uh, fame, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Let's repeat that. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. That Amen. gets me so excited to know that we serve a mighty God that takes care of us. He keeps us safe in this planet. And it's great to know, just like he was helping Tequila, a great pioneer, missionary, we should always pray for those missionaries because they go through a lot to spread the gospel. Amen. And it's great to know that they go through a lot, but they have who? The great I am by their side. Amen. While we engage in our daily work, we should lift the soul to heaven in prayer. The silent petitions raised like incense before the throne of grace, and the enemy is baffled. The Christian whose heart is thus stayed upon God cannot be overcome. No Amen. evil arts can destroy his what? Peace. All the promises of God's word 
all the power of divine grace, all the resources of Jehovah are pledged to secure his deliverance. Let me repeat that again because I didn't hear any amen because this is powerful. <laughs> oh, the Christian whose heart is thus stayed upon God cannot be overcome. No amen. evil arts can destroy his peace. All the promises of God's word, all the power of divine grace, all the resources of Jehovah are pledged to secure his deliverance. My deliverance, your Amen. deliverance. It was thus that Enoch walked with God and God was with him, a present help Amen. in every time of need. Amen. Amen. And Amen. brothers and sisters, isn't it wonderful to know that it says no evil arts can destroy his peace? Amen. What have you noticed in society nowadays too? People don't have peace. They don't. When you can speak to co-workers, there's so much uh, stress. I mean, we can have stress, but there is fear, right? Fear of things that can happen. Fear of getting sick or so many things. There's a lot. They don't have peace. And look at the people also, um, the famous actors as well. They have fame. They have money. But do they have peace? They don't have peace. People think that probably, you know, getting rich, you will have everything and you will have peace. You won't have peace. Because the way we were created was to be connected to God. Amen. It's like a puzzle. He's our God. He's our master. He created us for us to worship him. And if we look for other resources, other sources, we're not going to be happy. Because Amen. our only source of happiness is Jesus Christ. Amen. And that word peace. Brothers and sisters, if we have an opportunity to speak, I know we all do, to our family and friends. Um, about two or three weeks ago, um, a police officer knocked at my door. You were working. He knocked at my door, and there were three of them. One came to the door, and there was other, the other two were outside. And I was like, why are they here? And he says, he mentioned a name. I'm sorry, I can't remember right now. I, I'm at that stage that I forget everything. <laughs> Even where I have my key all the time. Where's my key? Well, the thing is that Christian was the name. Thank you. They said, uh, where is Christian? Is Christian here? And I said, no, there's no such Christian in this house. I mean, we're Christians, but there's no so Christian in this house. And the officers, they kept on asking me questions. And I said, one of them, right, noticed that it was true. So well, that one that was at the door, he left. And then the other one came and said, look, what happened was that there's this 17-year-old that wants to commit suicide, and he is online, and they have been able, they said that when the person was online and they contacted the police, when the police saw the, the address, it showed up like it was in my house. Hmm. So then he says, it must be around this neighborhood. And I began to pray, and I said, I hope that these police officers find that 17-year-old and that nothing happens. I never, I, I didn't find out. I just knew that they were there for hours, but I don't really know what happened. But you know what? I've heard a lot of people and teenagers wanting to commit suicide, right? Um, it's sad because my daughter called me not long ago that one of mm. her friends last week uh, tried to commit suicide. And she began talking to that person, young people. Why? Because they don't have peace. Where do we find that peace? Can you ask us? In Jesus Christ and through his precious blood. As we know, there is no power in us, but there is power through Jesus. And 
We can speak to someone and we probably think that we're not getting to them, but it's not about us to get to them. It's about who? God doing the work. That's so Amen. great that we work for the Lord, but it's not about us. He's the one that does his job through the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's pray for these young people that have these hard situations that they're going through and that probably sometimes the only way they think out is by committing suicide. It's very sad. But there's always a way out through Christ. Just always remember that. There's no problem that you can, that you go through, that God is not there to listen to you. Don't give up in life. Press forward. Continue to have faith in the Lord and trust in his mighty power. Amen. And there was this, um, I love this story in the Bible about a king named Jehoshaphat. Have, I know we've all heard about that king. And it says that Jehoshaphat had a situation, a very hard situation. And... I wanted you to read, yes, if you... Second Chronicles, chapter, tw tw chapter 20. It said, Some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and pro proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Wow, as we can see here, he was a, a king, right? The, 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 um, the king had a lot of what? Soldiers. He had probably a lot of horses, chariots. Money. Money. But Security. it says that he feared and he set himself to seek the Lord. That is what the Lord Amen. has been teaching me. Amen. The Lord has been teaching me that no matter what you go through, not to fear. But the first thing that we need to do is what? Seek the Lord. Amen. That is, what do I need to do? What can I do? I'm a nervous person sometimes. <laughs> you know, the Lord is teaching me, you need to stop and you need to see my deliverance. Amen. And the Lord was right there with Jehoshaphat. And it says that the Je Jehoshaphat gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. We have come this morning here to seek the Lord. Yes or no? Amen. 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 Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O God, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nation? And in your hand is not their power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Amen. Jehoshaphat at that moment, he recognized God as the ruler. He had to humble himself and recognize that he needed God to, come, to have victory. Without him, what was going to happen? Amen. They were going to defeat Amen. him. But he said, wow, I need to really ask the Lord for help at this moment. I know that lots of us are going through situations that we need to stop and we need to ask the Lord for help. Mm -hmm. Why yeah. we try plan A, B, and C? D, E, F, and G. <laughs> right? But those plans are not going to work mm -hmm. because we need to put our trust in God. And like I mentioned before, the Lord has been teaching me this, brothers and sisters, for years. When I first got to, the, to Orlando, um, I was living in a hotel because, you know, I had come for an interview to work in a school. Thank the Lord God. He gave me that job. That's another testimony another day. He gave me that job, and then I had to stay in the hotel, and I had to buy a car because how am I going to get to my job? And I was driving... Um, peacefully on Conway, and all of a sudden, I was passing. It was green light. I had the green light. 
<laughs> I had the green light. It wasn't, it wasn't my fault, but this lady came and she just hit me. But then when she hit my car, we were there and we had to call the police. And like after probably an hour waiting, then she began to yell and scream, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. And, and um, my body hurts. And then we had to call the ambulance when not even the car that was behind me got to hit me because I was going so slow. So I was puzzled. You know, I was new in this town. I didn't know much. And so the thing was that three or four years went by, right? And then somebody knocks at my door. And I remember this. I'm sorry, honey. I remember this we so vividly. Married. And I remember opening the door and my wife is kind of like shaking. I'm like, huh, what's wrong, you know? Yeah, after I heard the news, I was shaking. Literally shaking. That's why the Lord is teaching me to trust mm. in him. Mm. It's not about man. So mm. when they came, they gave me this huge, a whole bunch of papers. And when I started to read the mm. papers, they were suing me. That I already had like four years in that job. So mm. I think times goes by and they can sue you after five years or something like that with the uh, Florida no-fault law, right? So then I was one of those victims. They gave me that she, they were going to take away my home, my car. It was a long lawsuit against me. What do you think I did, brothers and sisters, at that moment? That's what the Lord was teaching me. I sought the Lord, but I was trembling. And I was two or three days in bed. You see, because the Lord was teaching me. I didn't, I, I didn't have the faith, brothers and sisters. I did not. At that moment, I was thinking of how I was going to solve that problem. I, I had bought a home. So they were going to take the home away, according to them. And then that lawyer was calling my school, and it was a big mess. The thing was that after those two or three days of trembling and all anxious, right, remember? I said, dear Lord, this is yours. You have a thousand ways to solve our problems. I will leave it to you. You know what happened? Like when Jehoshaphat said, I need your help, Lord, and I need it desperately. Thank the Lord, I never had to go to court. I didn't really have to do anything. The Amen. Lord, they didn't sue Amen. me. They didn't, I don't know. Everything just dropped. <laughs> I saw the deliverance of the Lord. Amen. Because after that lawyer was like a lion. Oh, I don't know. The Lord took control of it. And that lion turned into a little lamb. And the Lord took care of us. Isn't he wonderful? Amen. When I stopped and I said, the Lord, take care of it. Because that is my problem. He said, the Lord says, I have to continue to teach you, Stephanie. You, you have to think of me first. And you have to trust in me. And that's what Jehoshaphat did. Amen. And, you know, and I also want to bring out too, to, to my wife's story is, you know, and it doesn't matter whether you're male or female, you're going to get hit hard. You know, and I want to speak to the men here in this church, including myself. It is so easy because of men, we have this this. this notion that we have to carry the weight of the family, you know, the provider of the family, but we still need God, you know, we cannot do anything without God's help, and his help is getting us through, giving us strength through when times are rough like that, is to trust in him wholly, so it doesn't matter if you're a male and you feel that you, you need to be the provider, we still need to go on our knees and seek for him, because we're vulnerable just as every human being mm -hmm. is when we are hit with distress in our life, to trust in him and to go and seek after him and not wait for the problem to accumulate, and that's something I need to learn too as with my wife, is to let go and let God and, and have this trust that when the problem arises, let me go on my knees and seek after him who can provide the healing and the deliverance. I know we don't have much time, right? Um, it says, I know that Jehoshaphat was 
you know, really praying, and his prayer was beautiful prayer. And the wonderful thing about this, they saw the army coming from a distance. And just picture that, brothers and sisters. It's an army with weapons, and what's going to happen to you, right? And he knew that, but the Lord used his prophet. And it says that the Lord took care of them. And it says, Second Chronicles 2017, that that is our scripture this morning. It says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Amen. That's what the Lord tells us this morning. You don't need to fight. Leave it to me. Position Amen. yourselves. How do we position ourselves? With the scripture and with prayer. Amen. Because there's no other way. We have to search for the Lord every single morning. And we have to pray because that is our strength. And it says, position yourself. But he says one thing. It's beautiful. Stand still. Amen. And see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Who is with you. And that's what I say this morning, brothers and sisters. Stand still, University Church. And Amen. see the salvation of the Lord who is with us. O Judah and Jerusalem, O University Church, do not fear or be dismayed. Amen. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. It's, it just fills up my bones to know Amen. that God has never, ever lost a battle. Amen. The scripture is full of beautiful, wonderful promises. We need to put them into practice and start claiming them. When Peter was about to be executed, that what I was reading, wow, Peter was going to be executed. That's big. That's, wow, that's, they're going to kill him. And it says in Acts 12, 5, that Peter was going to be executed, and he was there in prison, and he has soldiers where? It says that he has soldiers right beside him. And when he had those soldiers beside him, wow, Peter was a calm person. What did they fear? And it says in Acts 12, 12, 12 Acts 12, 5. It says, and Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were, kept, were keeping the prison, prisoner. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and the light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Continue to read. Then the angel said, and, uh, said to him, Gird yourself and tie on, tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put, in your, put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they, when they were passed and the first and second guard post, they came to the iron gate that led to the city, that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord, of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street and immediately the angel departed from him. I really like this part in the sense when it says that Peter was sleeping. He had soldiers beside him and he was going to be executed the next day. And what was he doing? Sleeping. When we have problems and troubles, can we sleep? No. <laughs> we toss and turn and we toss and turn and we think and we think. Mm -hmm. But it teaches us that in, when we trust in God, what do we do? 
Peace is a promise. We can have perfect peace. And it says here that he was sleeping, but then God sent a mighty angel to solve the problem. Isn't that wonderful? He sent a mighty angel. The angel came, and, and he was sleeping, because what did the angel have to do? Peter, wake up. It wasn't like Peter was there waiting for the angel, <laughs> right? He was sleeping, and he woke him up, and then he um, took Peter, and he says, he told him, arise, arise quickly, let's go. And his chains fell off his hands. When we trust in the Lord, what happens to our problems? They melt away. They melt away. Because he, even if we still continue with the problem, but he'll give us peace to be able to overcome. That, that doesn't mean we're not going to have problems. Peter was there in a, in a prison. He was going to be executed. But what happened? The Lord came to rescue him. And, and this morning, we want to end right with with this accord that our lord is with us and he does not forsake us and i'm gonna read from his prof from the uh, our prophet when it says a life in christ is a life full of restfulness does it say a life a life in christ is full of stress <laughs> full of restfulness there may be no ecstasies or feelings but there should be an abiding peaceful trust amen amen your hope is not in yourself it is in christ your weakness is united to his strength your ignorance to his wisdom and your frailty to his enduring might so you are not to look to yourself right to our, ourselves not to let the mind dwell upon self but do we who do we have to look at it amen. says but look to christ amen let the mind dwell upon his love, upon the beauty, the perfection of his character, Christ in his self-denial, Christ in his humiliation, Christ in his purity, amen, and amen. holiness, and Christ in his matchless love. This is found in Steps to Christ, page amen. 70. Brothers and sisters, this morning, we want to ask you if you have any situations, right, Anything that you need that the Lord right by your side, we want you to pray with us. Amen. I know that what the Lord is teaching me, and he's teaching me to trust in him no matter what situation we confront. No matter how we feel. And that's another great thing. I love that it's not about feeling. I may not feel good today, but that doesn't mean God is not by my side. Amen. Because even if I'm not feeling good, but what does the Lord say in his promises? That he is right by my side. Amen. So... We have to hold on to what? His word. We have to hold on to the mighty power of his word. And we know that when we hold on to his word, we will have security, we will have peace, and we will have abundance in everything. And most of all, the Holy Spirit. So Amen. who, I know we're all, you want to pray for us? Yes. And I want to I mention to this, what my wife was saying about trusting in the Lord and having God. There was a quote that I thought it was beautiful too, and she has it in her slide. We may commune with God in our hearts. We may walk in championship with Christ. When engaged in our daily labor, we may breathe out in our, our heart's desire, inaudible to any human ear, but the word cannot die away into silence, nor can it be lost. Nothing can drown the soul's desire. It raises above the thin of the street, above the noise of machinery. It is God to whom we are speaking, and our prayer is heard. Praise the Lord. Amen. By faith, the walls of Jericho came what? Tumbling down. down. 
When we trust in the Lord, the walls of anxiety or problems will Amen. come down. And God Amen. will do great things for those who trust in him. The reason why he professed people, why his professed people have no greater strength is that they trust so much on their own wisdom. Help us this morning, O oh Lord, yes, for Lord. us not to trust in our own wisdom. Amen. Help us this morning, Lord, for us to trust in you. Amen.